Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Are you ready? Hey guys, come on, bring it in. I've scrolled through my contacts, sent out the invites, and our guests are about to arrive. Welcome back to the podcast dedicated to the most precious human pastime. I'm Gregory Porter, and this is The Hang. This podcast is beautifully simple. I sit down with friends, idols, and inspirations of mine to discover what makes them tick. Whether it's music, family, real-life experiences, it's the moments that move us, that make their way into our art. As a musician, it feels like you're I'm just screaming into the cacophony of noise, and especially nowadays. You are still contributing to history's culture or the stories that human beings tell themselves about themselves. I have a lot in common with this episode's guest, the church. You could say, well, this is profane and this is sacred and I'm kind of mushing the two together. It's not. This, this affection and this love that I have towards this person, that is the love of God. The thoughtfulness of the stories he tells. He's even got his own podcast. Ladies and gentlemen... This is singer and activist, Hozier. People like John Lennon, Nina Simone, whether it's Woody Guthrie or Pete Seeger, you know what? They were able to stand up and say, I'm not happy with what's going on around me. And that's leadership. They were able to do it. So why the hell can't I? So here, sit back and let's do this. Come on. Hello, everybody. This is The Hang with Greg Reporter, and I'm hanging today with, for me, one of the great songwriters and great voices, great sounds, great spirits uh, in music uh, today, uh, Hozier. Uh, and I will call you Andrew, if that's okay, um, and we'll, we'll just talk as um, Gregory and Andrew. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. Um, really, really honored to be with you. Thank you. It is an, I was an absolute, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and an honor to be, to be asked. I have to say all the, all the things you said, exactly, my, my sentiments exactly. Is, yeah. is, um, I have to say my life has been very much enriched by, uh, by, by your work, by your voice and your songwriting. And, and um, so I'm, I'm a big fan, you know, I have been for, for a long time since maybe just like before I was releasing music, you played... I don't know if you knew this. You played the Sugar Club. You played the Sugar Club in Dublin a couple of yeah. times, I think. I don't know. I think it's a it's a room maybe like a, it's a bit compact for you now. I would I would I would think. But um, <laughs> but I was I was thrilled. Like we were delighted. Myself and my dad went and saw you there. You are, you are a lie, and the truth is I, not in I, you. I, 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 and I asked you for a photo afterwards, <laughs> and I have a selfie uh, with yourself when I was yeah wow. with my dad. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is dope. This is this is the thing about music that can be so powerful. It's like you you know. You never know who's in the house and, and you always want to bring honesty and truth to the stage and you never want to shortchange any audience. Um, so I always, even, even, I don't know which show you came to, but I remember being really sick one time when I came to, to die, I had a sore throat. And I said, I said, I'm not going to cancel. Because it, it doesn't, it wasn't really affecting my sound. It was just a tw twinge of pain. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, 
to the degree that I don't injure myself at all, I, I want to express myself mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. audience in yeah. music. And um, yeah, I just remember it just being after the show started and, and things warmed up a bit. I, I forgot that I was ill. I don't, and there yeah. was no problems yeah. you know, th- throughout the show. But uh, but you never know who's in the house. You know, I got some some masters and greats in the house. So thank you, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I would imagine uh, there's nothing worse. I mean, going going on stage. I, I can't remember if that was a if it if that was the case. If that was a show, it was it was an immaculate performance. But, uh, <laughs> but your voice is so because I if I have a sore throat, I can kind of I. I just kind of attack notes yeah. as if I'm going on a tree with an axe, you know, there's such wonderful, there's such wonderful, uh, you know, there's such a wonderful dynamic to the way that you, you know, the attack of your voice is so, so I would imagine it's a, it's a, it's a much more, you know, for me, I just like, oh, look, I'll just, I'll bulldoze through it. And <laughs> you know, it's a much less refined sound, I have to say, but, uh, oh, man, no. uh, but it was, it was, be- it was absolutely stunning. Yeah. It was a stunning yeah. performance. You- one hell of a band with you as well too. Oh man, thank you, thank you. I remember, I remember, I remember the nights uh, there. It was just really, really cool. Um, I, I, you know, on, on the hang, you know, sometimes we we were sometimes it's a a swankier environment. Sometimes it's just the hang in the mind. That's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what yeah. we are now. Yeah. <laughs> the hang is in our minds, and <laughs> and the things I like to talk about is is the roots and the soil of you, what has, what has created this, what has, what has influenced you yeah. uh, in your journey in music? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, tr- it's a tricky one. It's like, there's so, where do you, where do you kind of place, where do you start with influencing your, your, your outlook and in- influencing what, what ends up filtering through you and, and gets, get leaked out of you eventually <laughs> into, the, into the work, you know? Um, but yeah. I think, yeah, like, Musically, definitely. My my dad was a my father was a was a drummer uh, before I was born. They were kind of they were. I suppose my folks were just making it. My mom was owned a cafe in Dublin, and my dad was a gigging musician. He was a gigging drummer, you know. And he played in the kind of around the time of like Rory Gallagher, who was this like Irish like like so, so sort of seventies electric blues. So like this that UK um, fascination and obsession with with uh, American blues music, you know, with um, of Helen Wolf and, and and Muddy Waters and and you and you see that with you know the uh, the Rolling Stones coming around in the sixties and seventies. But he was, I suppose, he was a gigging musician in, in a kind of a live blues scene, particularly mm-hmm. in rock and roll scene in, in Dublin. So his record collection was all, oftentimes musicians in the house. This is all stuff that you you only kind of reflect on later on in life, you know. Yeah. But his record collection was was my first kind of port of call, and, and yeah. he was always playing uh, soul music soul music in the house and, and blues music in the house and it kind of it just was a case of absorbing that Van Morrison as well too and, and uh, so I don't know and then that that was musically speaking that was that was everything and it was when we moved out to a kind of a more rural setting not that the internet was ever a thing you know but like this is you're kind of especially when I moved out to the rural setting didn't, didn't really have access to, to a town or to, to go outside and, and explore and hang out with other kids so mm-hmm. yeah you just consume you consume the media that's in the house and that's, yeah. that's accessible to you and, and yeah. so I really poured into into that that collection mm-hmm. and then I mean that's that's musically speaking then you know you kind of got into different songwriters growing up people like lyricists I fell in love with kind of like lyrics I think people like you know the, there's the Paul Simons and the, and the Tom Waits and the Leonard Cohens and 
I, I suppose folk and, and where folk comes in as storytelling and then the bare bones of song. So what is it that a song essentially is doing? It's just show, showing here's, here's a person, here's their, here's the world that they grew up, here's the world that they inhabit, here's their experience. And in its simplest form, just the telling of a story and just, and just loving that. And thankfully Irish music has a, has a great kind of folk history of, of storytelling and, and there, was, yeah. there was a lot to dive in there. So you could say, you could name people, but it's even just the tradition and structure mm-hmm. of, of Irish music that it can be just as big of an influence as opposed to an individual. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I think like Ireland has what is sometimes referred to as an, an aural, an aural tradition, you right. know, even back to like ancient times, visual stuff was never really a, a big part of it, but storytelling was everything. So just go, even going back thousands of years, poets were considered, you know, quite, quite a, a sort of a, a high, a very high status sort of thing. Every king, every local king had to have a poet. It was like your, it was like your court judge or your, you know, so storytelling, etc. always was a, was a big thing in the Irish tradition. That Not that that was ever something I was aware of, but just, you know, you'd be, you, you know, you'd be, at, let's say you'd be at a house party, you'd be at a family gathering. There's always some point in the night where people are just like, okay, now, sing us a song or tell us a, tell us a story, you know, and that was especially my mom's generation and, and less so in mine, it's kind of a dying thing, but it was always this kind of, there comes this point where it's like, it's your party trick. You have to do it. And you, and you, you will be absolutely torn apart by everybody. You will, you know, you'll suffer some forfeit if you, if you, if you don't offer something to the, to the space. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's stuff like that. And so, yeah, those, those songs were just always hanging in the air, you know, yeah. those stories are always hanging in the air and, it was a funny thing. Um, there, are, there are bits of our our upbringing, our, our childhood, our soil that we're absolutely steeped in. That sometimes when we get to at the age of presentation, maybe it's 13 or 14, maybe it's 2021, 20, these watershed ages mm-hmm. where you puberty or first move out of the house. Yeah. Sometimes we try to shed those things that we're, we're steeped in, but sometimes you can't get away from it. I remember um, I had started to go and sing in jazz clubs and, you know, I, I thought I needed to be, I, I, I had an idea of what a jazz singer was and I thought, okay, I have to model myself of what, after what I think a, a jazz singer should be. But at the moment, some friends of mine came from my hometown, uh, Bakersfield, California, and and they joined me on stage. And I immediately fell into some of the things and some of the ways that I used I used to sing with them when mm-hmm. I was when I was younger. And so some of that, some of the 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 gospel, you know, Black American gospel tradition came out in my performance on stage, and people people were like you know, what was that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, uh, that's just an old thing that I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they were like, um, I don't know what that was, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but that, and then I said, I said to myself, I was like, ah, but that's me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, um, so I, I started to merge the two mm-hmm. and sing with a, an expressiveness and uh, and a uh, and an emotional openness and urgency. Yes, yeah. That is not just in gospel, but in in you know Black American mm-hmm. uh, 
music. And, yeah. and, and so at the moment that I did that and stopped trying to be about the lines mm-hmm. and the dots of the music yeah. is when I started to, to see some movement in, yeah. in, in my career. Now, the influence of your father's music, the environment of music that you were, you were growing up in, uh, was there any uh, uh, choir or, or a church experience or uh, I, I, I remember reading that you grew up Quaker. So. Yeah. Well, the folks, the folks would have been, uh, they were both from Catholic backgrounds. So uh-huh. very, um, very, very much a, like Catholic, like a burn and a Murphy to very, uh, very like, um, uh, so, but they converted, my folks converted basically like, uh-huh. so traditionally, which would be traditionally kind of Catholic names, I suppose in, in, in Ireland. Okay. As, um, is, is why why I mentioned that, but um, yeah, they they would convert my you know, they would have had their reasons for that. They would have gone gone th- gone through um educational systems that were you know were controlled by by the the institutionalized Roman Catholic Church. Yes, and that that there's there's a whole legacy there, and I suppose understood. That, you know, yeah. yeah, and so you know they would have just witnessed nuns and priests kick the crap out of kids you know what I mean yeah. they're just like this is awful you know what kind of you know there was no oversight no accountability there on on, on on stuff like that for a long time so anyway they just wanted to give us the option of kind of just you know another way and and or like or just just a, a different outlook I suppose which I do appreciate and I went I ended up going to a Catholic high school and exploring exploring kind of that that element of of faith through the iconography of that of that uh, tradition but choirs just on your own point of, of choirs is, is like, yes, sang in a few choirs on the way up. Um, always found Church of Ireland, which is the equivalent of Church of England here, always had the nicer hymns. Right? <laughs> That's just the truth of it. Always had, but like, because well, Catholic masses are a bit more on like, let's do a chant, let's recite this thing. It's very kind of, you know, let's, let's, let's think about suffering for a bit. You know, um, I'm, you know, I'm being glib, but, um, but I'm high, super, super jealous. I have to say that the, there was why, when I when I first heard gospel growing up, and as a as a young, I would have been maybe eleven, twelve, actually much younger when I first heard it, but didn't realize what the context of gospel was. I would have I would have heard uh, I would have heard recordings of it. The understand, especially in relief to in stark relief to uh, the Catholic tradition of of singing about the infinite, right, mm. and the divine. Yeah. Um. One is about one was a, one was a, centers on. The suffering and human sacrifice, and a bloody human sacrifice, and and um, and a kind of a, you know, I suppose just suffering and and, and you know being grateful and and being uh, undeserving of that, right? This is like this is this is that's the that's the standard model. <laughs> Let's reflect on that, right? And you can cultivate that suffering through your faith if you want to, and you can find meaning in it if you want to. Mm-hmm. If you not that if you want to, but. In gospel music, it was like here. This is this is the roof lifting off. Mm-hmm. This is um, this is infinite joy and infinite um, love expressed in such a musical way that the roof is is off and it's emancipatory. This is it. You know, I suppose God or the Christ Christ figure is 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 emancipator and liberator as opposed to judge. You know, and that to me was like just okay. This that's a game changer. That's inc- that's. Just it's still it, I I I find it amazing. But the choirs, so very jealous. There's not not like not a huge amount of 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 gospel gospel or choirs that sing in the gospel tradition in 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 Ireland. <laughs> Certainly not in Wicklow. <laughs> Certainly not in Wicklow. When I was on the way up. Um, but I sang I sang in um, 
a, a, a group called Anuna for a while, which did I did some touring with them when I was kind of a late teenager. And um, they're like an ancient music choir. So, so the director, Michael McGlynn, he works with a lot of ancient texts. So some Middle English stuff, some old Irish stuff, some Latin texts, and then some new Irish stuff as well too, like in, in Gaelic. And then you're doing stuff, singing in middle Spanish as well too. So like dark age Spanish. So Ooh. real interesting kind of eclectic stuff. So sometimes would this be uh, a cappella? Would it be with without instruments? Strictly a cappella, yeah. Uh, yeah. Would it be sometimes unamplified? Yes, all, usually all, all unamplified. Ah, yeah, this is, this, it presents itself in your approach now. Yeah. For I, me. It oh. does. I was like, damn, I'm I'm hearing it. It's it it uh, your delivery. You know, that you and you know the band is playing, it's hitting, booming, and banging. But separately and apart, peerlessly, it's it's like is the voice. Right. right. And it's um this is gonna sound strange, but sometimes you're singing a cappella with an orchestra. I, yeah, I know, I, I know what you <laughs> I mean. Know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's 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 it's, it's uh, there's a uh there's a depth to your voice, and I feel like you're not separated from the music, but you're there's a hollow building into which you're singing. Yeah, and the building is in your throat. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly Thank what you. I mean. Yeah. However strange it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and 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 I really, uh, I, I I can really I can really hear it. You're talking about these experiences. And you're hearing Black American music, gospel music. You said something that is, I think, the centrally profound. The music as emancipation. Mm-hmm. And there used to be, there was a, some conversation. I remember I was in this conversation in college. And this guy got up and said, you know, don't play no gospel music. At my funeral, don't play no gospel music at my funeral. And I and I understood where he was coming from, and just my response to him was, "You have to look at it in a couple of different ways. There is the structure of and the ceremony that can go around church and and religion. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. step away from that. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with exactly what the music is and what it sustained." Yeah. Yeah. Particularly, just speaking of the African American yeah, experience yeah. or the African experience, it was a music that sustained and gave hope and gave, you know, like a common thing we can say. Yeah, we we are slaves. We are filthy rags. We are the least of. But somebody thinks something of us somewhere. Yeah, and that is just a little a crack of sunlight oh, yeah. in, in the window. Yeah. And so however these words and those pages in the Bible were used to enslave the minds. Of, I don't even, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't even want to deal with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I only want to deal with the fact that, that they saw it as a crack yeah. of light in the window. And, and to that degree, mm-hmm. to that point, <laughs> oh, completely, yeah, and I mean, yeah, and even that one crack of light—that's um, the promise of 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 infinite freedom. Like you know what I mean? That crack of light promises something beyond that ceiling, yeah. which is unthinkably 
just unthinkably wonderful and yeah. cannot be cannot be understood you know yeah. um and that that is endlessly powerful it's endlessly powerful genuinely it, 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 there's no the roof is off there there's no boundaries there there's i remember reading um it was only yesterday i came across something that i'd come across a while ago but it's it's that niche quote of if you if you have a, a, a strong enough why if you you know the, if you have a strong enough why you can uh, you can overcome the greatest how so if you have that why why do we keep going mm-hmm. or why do we keep uh, moving forward mm-hmm. the hows are pale in comparison to that. You mm-hmm. will keep you will keep moving forward as long as that why is strong enough. You yeah. know? Um, but like c- completely, yeah. That that sort of um, and so, so be- like very beautifully put. And I, I never even when I used to listen to like Sam Cooke's or you know his soul stirrer stuff, and yeah. and that's something I really started to, to reflect upon. But as you said, there is someone somewhere. There is something somewhere which believes in us and is on our side and and sees and witnesses our our experiences and witnesses our suffering, witnesses our pain mm-hmm. and thinks something of us and, 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 and is here with us as well too. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's incredible. One of the reasons I'm so fascinated with it, sometimes these things come in, in retros- retrospectively when you, when you, you're weighing up what you, what you love about different things and you find, you find these connections there just as a, as a rough example of, of, of with Irish folk music and why it sustained also. There were similar things. Now it was this in secular music, not so much in sacred music. There was what was referred to as the penal laws where during the kind of extended occupation, the, the Irish language was basically uh, made illegal. So you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, it, could, it couldn't be taught, it couldn't be written, etc. This was the common language of the people. So within about a, a few hundred years, it was wiped out. People had to start again. And that's why you have this hiberno, hiberno English, this kind of, you know, that kind of pidgin English that, you know, sometimes cropped up in different parts of the world. So an, an indigenous people being forced out of, out of a language and finding their way into a new one, albeit with new different ways of speaking and new different ways of, of. and then that leads to all sorts of stuff. You, in the Annie Lennox chat, you were talking about code switching, stuff, stuff like that. But Irish folk music, so uh, certain things were also illegal then during this time. So you couldn't write about the nation. You couldn't write about the, the country. So it was illegal to, 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 so people had to codify sentiments towards their Irishness in song and in uh, poetry. And those songs and those poems still exist, but they've become these big, cult, you know, cultural sort of uh, tropes and kind of memes of like, that's where Erin, sometimes this, this, this image of Erin, which is this Ireland as a woman kind of, I think stems from. But um, yeah, just those things that just, that keep, yes, they're a song and yes, they can be used in all sorts of things. And especially when we're, when we're talking about in the same way that a, a message in the church can be used. Yeah. It can be used to, get the better of people and, and take advantage of them. But aside from that, in the same way, the na- national, a nationalistic message, there is emancipatory nationalism and then there is sort of very toxic nationalism too, you know, yeah. but at the heart of it, at the kernel of it, at the, at the grain of it, I suppose, is, is just this person trying to hang on to, you know, it's just speaking about themselves and their experience and, and hanging on to that sense of hope and hanging on to, to that, that kind of diamond on the, on the horizon, you know, moving towards it. So that's just, a, that's just an example. It, it, it's two very, very different experiences, I have to say, but I never even, as you, as you put it, it like, I never heard it with gospel music put, put so stunningly as, mm. as, as that, you know, mm. there is someone, there is someone somewhere, there is something somewhere. You mm-hmm. know? Can I talk about the Quaker experience? Is there music mm. there? Not on any service I've been to, actually, which is a shame. <laughs> let, me yeah. tell you, let, me tell you, let me tell you how the imagination can work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Because this is, I wrote a song called, uh, modern day apprentice. And when I think of Quakers and I could be so far 
off, you know, I could have done some some cultural study and looked into it and, and found some music, but I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. I just said, I see them and I see there's a hardworking people and they always, when they make something, it's made with quality and it's, you know, they're very firm in their belief and, and, and structure. So I went and wrote a song called uh, Modern Day Apprentice. I, and when I even think of their work traditions, I think, yeah, they, they, they practice and they work at something probably from their teen years and into their adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. Y- using love as, as, as the, uh, you know, I'm a modern day apprentice for your love. I'm a modern day apprentice for your love. And I, I want to write a few new pages to your book of love, you see. I'm a modern day apprentice for your love. Now, I'm, 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 (laughs) I just, listen, I just, (laughs) this is, this is my maybe Hollywood idea that's in my head of this, 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 this person, he may, he may work wood, he may work uh, uh, leather, he may, whatever he does Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in his craftsman, in his craft way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he does it with a with a seriousness and a you know single mindedness and a thinking of love in this way. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have to work free for your love, you know, if I have you know this 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 commitment to something. Mm-hmm. But I like the way that that I have an idea of who the people are. I'm I don't even ask them. I just go about writing what I think they would be saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a, this is a thing. But this is a, sometimes this is our first exploration into each other's culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether this is this exists or not, I'm 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 just I'm saying something as to who I think they are: a hardworking, a steadfast people. And uh, I, I like the way music. <laughs> yeah. No. T- totally. And I mean, like that's the the poet or the, or the songwriter as like uh, like to capture at times it's a very necessary thing even though we might stay grounded in you know but it's a very necessary thing to 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 approach in a romantic with a romantic vision yeah. these things and 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 offer the, those stories in the yeah. same way it, I know like Bruce Springsteen in was talking about how he was ne- never held down at working class job ever never held down a job in his life you know uh, and yet still. Yeah, captured that captured that experience in, in a way that was you know working class yeah no, yeah telling working class stories in a way that that was sympathetic to it and, and gave it gave it you know gave it dignity and gave it meaning and gave it you know etc but uh, he himself admits certainly in the broadway show i know that's he never held down a, yeah. a steady job as far so but it's yeah it's very necessary but it's beautiful sorry it's a beautiful uh, song uh, yeah it's gorgeous a gorgeous thought you yeah. have in your poetry which is something that i do yeah, I'm traveling so much. I don't have a a church home, but what exists in me is a spirituality and a belief in all people that they have a right to their journey. Mm-hmm. And my mother was that way, and she loved all people, all people. Mm-hmm. And when I say the least ones, it's the, the the ones who are considered the least ones. Whatever your condition, whatever your ism, mm-hmm. she was she was there for you. You are human. Mm-hmm. And 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 you deserve respect and, and a hand. And so, I, this is my belief. And this this is this is I believe in 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 the light in people. And so, when I go to write my poetry, whatever it be about, whether it be you know nature, sometimes whether it, it love, uh, protest, 
the human condition, whatever. Sometimes the language and the poetry uh, is borrowed from biblical writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I find that yeah. uh, just... Oh, very much so. <laughs> snippets after like, ah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, there yeah, it is. Yeah. Whether you're, <laughs> yeah. whether you're, whether you're looking at it every day... Mm-hmm. Or just yeah, or just absorbing it. This is this is something that's it's it's it's, it's a part of the. If you grew up reading a lot of Shakespeare, yeah. guess what's going to come out? Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and in your experience, so this this you know Catholic yeah. high school experience, whatever, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it'll poke its head out. Yeah, I've, I've, just in the writing process, you can run, you can say this is who I am, but when you get with that pencil and that pen, and then you're honest in your songwriting, and you are honest. Andrew, in your <laughs> songwriting, <laughs> thank you. Just who your experience come out, yeah, and it's dope, dope, dope. <laughs> thank yeah. you. You mess around, you could take your lyric and and um, give it to LL Cool J, and it'll still work. <laughs> I swear. I, I think swear. that's the best endorsement I've ever got. <laughs> I think that's the that's the sweetest. Stop, wrap it up here. Let's wrap it up. Um, Thank you very much. I, I want to just go back to what you, what you said about yeah, um, your mother's outlook on, and the word you used was uh, the light, or everybody has that light in them. Mm-hmm. So, and just back to, to Quakerism, and, and and there's a lot of different different forms of different traditions of it. I know that when it arrived into America, uh, there were certain certain ones that kept the bonnets, kept the old school hats. Yeah, you know, like definite <laughs> tradesmen. There was, to me, Quakerism as I as I experienced it. Uh, when I, we started going to meeting houses and it's like, there's no clergy, there's no middleman, their, their whole shtick, their whole thing is like, there's no middleman between you and, and, and the one, you know, yeah. between you and, and the infinite. It, it's, it's you and your relationship with that. There's no, so there's no clergy and, and kind of, it's just a meeting, it's a meeting house. People sit in kind of quiet reflection and kind of meditate. And there's, there's a, no broker. There's no broker. There's no. There's no money exchanging hands. Right. Right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no commission. Yeah. There's no. There's no, uh, there's no commission taken on on the transaction <laughs> with the big man upstairs. You know. You're uh, writing a song right now, player. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna use it, either you're gonna use it, or I'm gonna use it. That's, 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 absolutely. That's all yours. Um, so the basic thing I was told was it was referred to. You said that that light in in, in everybody, the spark of the divine, is is the is the term. That in Quakerism, which is that this is what I was taught anyway. When you when you walk around the world, it's basically just God working through all God works through all, all things and all yeah. people. Yeah. That there is a spark of the divine in every single every single person. That they carry with them a part of of God. There's that I believe it's like I don't know how I remember this. It's like Luke chapter nineteen that the kingdom of the kingdom of of heaven is in the heart is in within the heart of man you know that that's where you that's where you find it i think it's i think it's somewhere there and i think that's why and to their credit um quakers here in the uk were the first pressure group to you know pressure the the ruling class at the time towards abolition basically just to 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 stop the transatlantic uh, slave trade um to stop involvement in it because it it was this you are you how can you put god in through that how can this is not? It's not only a deeply unnatural, uh, completely awful thing. Just as as human beings, it's completely an affront to nature, and an affront to natural order, and an affront to humanity. But it is an affront to God, uh, because you're putting chains around God here. You know. So to their to their credit, that's kind of that's how it was taught to me. Is if when you look, you're, even if you're having a bad day, when you're addressing somebody, 
you're you're speaking to a part of God there, yeah. so you got to you got to do your best, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to, and it, you know, it doesn't always follow through. You do your best with it. Um, but yeah. those things, yeah, they, they do find they they do as you were saying about how they, they the language that you use that finds its way into your songs, you know. It it definitely does, and the you know when we're talking about concepts like love, and we're talking about concepts of of goodness and kindness, I, I suppose our number one reference point in in our society and going back for so so long is to the stories of of the Bible and to to that kind of moral leadership of Jesus Christ and what you know there's a, and that's whether you believe in you know it, I'm not talking about belief and I'm not talking about faith here I'm just talking about how. Our society has, has has shaped itself towards those stories and shaped itself very much towards the the morals of those of those of those stories and mm. the language also in the Irish vernacular. So in the Irish kind of common speech, God hangs in the air. Like you re- you reach in you'll you'll fi- you know find everything is like you know even saying hello. So I'm, even whatever about like taking the Lord's name in vain. That's like that's a sport, right? There's that's, there's all sorts of creative ways you find people are like. All, and, and like rarely heard members of the Bible, you know what I mean? Kind of like we we'll, we'll go for the, you know, you find B team characters coming being dragged you know. But, uh, but um, like the, also to say hello in Irish, you cannot say hello in the Irish language without saying God be with you. So diagwit is is just the only, is that's hello, yeah. diagwit, which is just dia is, is God, diagwit be with you. And you can't say hello back to somebody without saying dia smurugwit, which means. Uh, God and Mary be with you. So you're 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 one upping you're one upping God. You know, it's like God be with you. Thanks, God. God and Mary be with you. That you know? is clever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so like, there's always you know that that you know that language and that kind of just I suppose yeah references to God and and, and the iconography of 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 and the language of faith I suppose has found its way so much into into yeah. the Irish kind of yeah. mindset. You know. Hey guys, you're listening to The Hang. Hit subscribe or follow on your podcast thingamajig of choice to get every episode of The Hang fresh off the presses. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You influenced uh, a, a song. I'm playing a lot with heavenly and earthly states, and but sometimes I was afraid to mix in 
the idea of a romantic love and the conversation of a higher, higher being, a higher state. I was nervous about it because, you know, take the Lord's name in vain. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, yeah, I, some of those sweet church mothers would say, if you do anything wrong with that voice, if you don't <laughs> sing God's music, he'll take it away from you. Yeah. He'll snatch it out of your throat. And I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. I was like, well, I, I won't be able to sing again. Yeah, yeah. And so I never, never wanted to use my, my to, to waste the conversation. Yeah. Now. It's funny that you say, I sat down for a chat with Maeve Staples. She said the exact same thing. And it was oh, a, yeah. a very same sort of, it'll be taken away from you. If Absolutely. You don't, if, you're not, if you're not singing. Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, yeah. the same. Yeah, we, we, we were scared to death. <laughs> so like, oh. yeah. So I, I heard in, in your music, sometimes you, you, you know, you reference these, this iconography or, mm-hmm. or the, the, these references, biblical references. And I was listening to Nas. Mm-hmm use these biblical references and other hip hop artists use these biblical references. And I said, well, I got, you know, maybe as well as them, I, I've been, I was steeped in this as well. Why, why do I have a fear of, 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 of putting it into any other part of my life? So I said, you know, if, if Jose can, can do it, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you totally. know, so, so, so can I. Yeah. So your eyes, they tell the truth of your affection. Your songs are all the ones I long to hear. I believe in Jesus and all that he can do. Now I want to have a little faith in you. Now, so I'm 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 thinking of, you know, the power of m- maybe some some feeling that we have of of God and belief in God and and I want that the faith in this love to be just as strong. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was I was like I was like I'm a I'm a, I'm a grown man. Yeah. And yeah. I still have the fear of a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In touching and even Yeah. So, yeah. And in, in writing You're approaching I, the sacred I suppose, right. you know. In, you know. in approaching in and I understand the 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 layers and layers of meaning, the layers of meaning in a song like Take Me to Church. Mm-hmm. Writing a song like that at what, 20? 20. I, I started probably 21, 22. Okay. Yeah, I was around 21. Yeah. Was it no fear? No worry? Just you were like, I th- I th- you had come to some place already? Or? I think, yeah. I think what it, I think what it was, like to give a picture of like my relationship with faith and how I, how I, how I viewed it and, and the ups and downs of that all going through. I, I think I arrived whenever, the, the time that I was born in, there's, there were certain freedoms that my generation were kind of offered in, in Ireland, if my if my parents' generation had had released a song like that, they would have been. I, I was going to use the term "crucified." They would have been. Uh, <laughs> would have been absolutely. Can you run from it? Why you can't run from it? I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, exactly. Once they say, once the cross goes in, it's hard to take it out. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, so they would have been absolutely. Um, you just wouldn't have gotten away with it. And there was a, when they were growing up, people were, t- were were terrified of that institution because it had so much power. Also, everybody in the village, there was one person in the village that everybody told their deepest, darkest secrets to, you know, and that's quite a, that's quite a model, you know, that's quite a system. Uh, So, you know, everybody confesses once a week to this, to this one person and dare, you know, God help you if you speak out against him or if he, you know what I mean? There's a real interesting power, power structure there, you know, you know, socially, et cetera. And, and then of course, then there's all these other stuff that nationalism, like in over the course of, of a uh, hundred years, like just state and religion, and and so so ideas of of national identity with also uh, ideas of Catholicism as well too. So that also has this, its own whole nebulous and this whole like I won't even go I won't go there with I wouldn't touch it with thirty foot pole here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but when my generation came around, 
like we had witnessed the failings of 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 whatever about when we're when, when we're dealing about the concepts of God and we're dealing about these as concepts and our and our faith in them. For me, it was approaching it was approaching the the language of this institution, the Rome, the institutionalized Roman Catholic Church. By the time my generation came came along, uh, we'd seen the failings of it and we'd seen the damage that it had done. In fact, we didn't know at the half the extent of the damage that it it, it had done. And even to this day, even to this day, they're still you know digging up essentially you know mass graves so it's really 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 harrowing and when i was a, even a kid growing up we used to joke you know like it, they you know they were they were common common sort of like i don't know just a, they might be common figures of ridicule they were they were mocked on television as well too with with t- television shows like father ted which was a a popular sitcom on this this you know this side of the atlantic and it was making fun of these three priests who live on an island and they're all kind of just like hapless and one of them's stupid and one of them's a narcissist and 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 i think <laughs> like you grow up and you you listen to your parents generation and it's not that they have a disrespect for for god or jesus there's a kind of a there's a tragic relationship you you kind of Irish people are, are constantly laughing at their own misfortune. If you can't laugh at your own misfortune, you're 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 done for. You know, right. if you didn't if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. You know, and I was always told growing up when somebody would say something really really like something that would be sacrilegious or blasphemous. Uh, I remember certainly my family, maybe my family is not the best example because I mean like, but I know God has a sense of humor, right? Yeah. Don't don't worry. You know, God God has a sense of humor about these things. If he didn't, he wouldn't make it like the way it is. You know what I mean? So um and if I'm laughing, I, I I think I think God's laughing too, in some in some way, shape or form. Coming as an older man coming back and reflecting on Quakerism, then the lesson of Quakerism being, well, the love of 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 human beings is not beamed down from some place. It's not something that you have to, you know, you have to kind of catch uh, from heaven their their outlook would be this is just back to your point of writing about that and why i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, maybe I, i'm lucky for all sorts of different reasons why first of all the time i was born in the cult you know the time was right for that song ireland culturally the time was right for that song i never suffered i didn't have the shit kicked out of me by a priest i sorry to use that expression i didn't i didn't i didn't suffer that i wasn't i didn't grow up afraid of of the church agents you know so there's all sorts of reasons why why i I felt I was able to do it. And also I felt like, yeah, absolutely. Somebody should write something about this organization that, um, you know, that maybe ruffles some feathers. Why the hell not? You know, mm. again, to hell, hit back again. Uh, the, but the, um, the, to kind of get away from that language. Uh, but back about, if I'm laughing, God is laughing too. I suppose, you know, another version of that, if that your love essentially, that love is not being down from heaven or, the, or kindness or goodness or the love of God is not sort of being down and, and, and granted and, and bestowed. The love of people is the love of God. So when, when people, the kindness that people show each other, the, the warmth and the love that people show each other, that is God in action. So that is, that is you know, the, the squeeze of a hand from one person to another, that's, that, is, that is God work. You know what I mean? So it, it's not like, you can't separate the two. So the love that people have towards each other and the affection that they have towards each other, that's the working of God. So that's, that's, the, that's the, the present uh, common, remarkable sort of uh, ongoing miracle of, of God. It's just, it's, it's happening here. It's happening everywhere. You can't, you can't really separate yourself from it. And so when writing about love towards another person or writing a love song and mixing the two is that... <laughs> Essentially, what you're, what you're, you're reappropriating, or you're, or you're, you're just redirecting the attention. It's going. No, this is. 
it's no it's no different there's no it's not that you could say well this is profane and this is sacred and i'm kind of mushing the two together it's 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 not this this affection and this love that i have towards this person that is that is a sin, that is the love of god so i you know i i still tread on sacred ground and i and as long as i i do so with respect and i suppose this is another a way of looking at it and i do so with and you're clear in your intention and it's not you know it's not an attack it's not coming from a, a, bad, a bad place i Certainly, another reason to be fearless about it. I, I would think, you know, mm-hmm. certainly, that's that's how I justify it to myself. <laughs> you know, there'll be plenty who will say, "I'll, I'll, I'll, I'll be burning in hell." <laughs> you know, and I might see them there. You never know. But mm-hmm. I, I I'm joking, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Music is our platform in which to express ourselves. And I feel like you think like me in that you have an opportunity to use this sword in a way as you can, you can, you can use these songs uh, in a way to bring light or protection to some issue protest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think of protest songs? And do you feel that it's, just something that was left in the 50s, 60s, 70s? Um, I, I hear you. I, I don't think so. I think it takes different forms. I think it takes many different forms. I think your work is a, is a, is a, is a perfect example of, of that. Look, it's not. No, it's certainly not left, left behind there. As long as we're telling the truth mm-hmm. about how we experience the world, as long as we are being honest with ourselves and being honest with our listeners about things that aren't necessarily rosy all the time, you know, whether that's an act of, of, of whether that's a protest song or not, it's just a matter of opinion. You know what I mean? It's like you're telling the truth, you know, as the saying goes, is a, is a radical act. You know yeah. what I mean? So as long as you're doing that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. I think it'll take many different forms. There's there's traditions of of protests, song structure or, or, or the presentation of a protest song from a tradition from the 50s, 60s and 70s that maybe we people will feel is, is that that time has come and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's ways of presenting, you know, we just present these things differently. And mm-hmm. I kind of, sometimes I lean into that old school, like that old school tradition. Sometimes. Sometimes it's more passive aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of my personality. And so sometimes I'll, I'll there's a, there's a, uh, a subtlety, an irony and a nuance that you can miss it, but it's a direct jab at some some at something else, just to you know not to you know to to your your song um, Nina Nina cried power Nina cried power okay it's yeah. very very powerful very yeah powerful song yeah if I would I would just I would describe that as just a a song that points towards protest songs a song that 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 points towards protest singing as a starting point so and I kind of wrote that when things when. Yeah, it was just, it was a funny time, let's say geopolitically, both sides of the Atlantic. Something you, we find an upswing of, of very divisive language uh, on both sides. Even, and I mean just in, in even political leadership, not even just on the, on the ground level. I'm talking about politicians, elected officials using rhetoric, which was, it's, which is designed and is the old school way of dividing people against each other, blaming, punching down, essentially, blaming the person on the, on the ladder below you, on the rung of the ladder below you, blaming the immigrant class blaming whatever unskilled labor etc anything to to it's just it's an old school divide and conquer kind of t- type thing but it's you know the, the cure for that is, is as far as i'm concerned is that still it's that old school solidarity and it's and it's refusing to to accept that and accept those that narrative 
But basically, I suppose I was kind of starting from a place that felt very, very hopeless. So what is a starting point? And I very nearly abandoned that song many times, very nearly, many times along the way. But the, the, the question to me was, what the hell is the starting point? Number one, what is the point of writing a protest song now? What is the starting point? And I had all these other obstacles. I was like, does anyone really want to hear this, this soapboxing type stuff? And also, what is, what is the starting point? Where do you start saying, this thing isn't good? You know, that we're, we're dealing with such structural, like massive issues, even when it comes down to a politician standing on a platform and saying, I blame these people. Um, and turning people against each other. That's not just, that's not, the problem is not that's that politician. There's a whole, there's a whole history as to how we've gotten to the point where he's, he's up there. Let's say a, a, a very, a multimillionaire or, or a billionaire is standing now on a, on a platform and is telling everybody that it's, it's poor people, people who have absolutely no economic stake in the game and have no means to, to change the system and have no means to, that are essentially voiceless and, and nearly politically speaking are, are, are kind of uh, disenfranchised in, in, and economically. In, in, in some form that they somehow are the, are the, are the, are the issue, you know? So how do we get the, he, it's not that he is the, is the, is the, is the problem as, as such. It's such a wide structural systemic thing that has brought us to that point. Yeah. Where do we, where do you, where do you fucking begin? Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, so, speak, speak. <laughs> so, so it was like, this is like, you know, like I'm not broaching, I'm not touching this one. But then the starting point was looking to the legacy of, Artists so looking to let's say Mavis Staples. Mavis Staples joined us on that. Yeah. Referencing Mavis in a time when things would have been hopeless. Mavis was in the center of, of the civil rights movement in in America. That's a linchpin moment. That is a redeeming moment, I believe, in, in like in in American in American history and Western history. This linchpin moment in, in American democracy. That that was the catalyst for the civil rights movement in Ireland also. But then so you have so you have here is Nina who like Nina Nina Simone who stood up in, in, in that same movement, had courage. So referencing people like John Lennon, whether it's Woody Guthrie or Pete Seeger, mm-hmm. you know what? They were able to stand up and say, I'm not happy with what's going on around me. Yeah. They were able to do it and they had courage enough to do it. Yeah. And that's a starting point. And that's leadership. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, that's something that can be looked to even, in, in a, even when everything else is hopeless. They were able to do it. So why the hell can't I? Yeah. And why the hell aren't we doing it? You know yeah. what I mean? So that was the idea, I suppose. Yeah, and and also, uh, you know, you, I mean, just just putting that energy out into the universe and and saying because I sing about other things, about love, about about life, about you know growth, uh, my protest. I mean, as 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 it 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 can be equally as powerful as any literature, as any political thought. So, um, yeah, I think there's, 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 there's strength in, in, uh, in the song that says something that can go to millions of ears. Sometimes they may not catch it the first time that they dance to it or they move mm-hmm. to it or they sway to it, even when they sing your lyric back to you. Mm-hmm. But if it's in them, mm-hmm. if it's in them and, and it could, it could, uh, subtle, subtle influence totally. can, can happen. And, uh. You know, we don't know the power of music. The science hasn't figured it out yet. What does it mean when you put these, 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 these poems to to melody? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's it's higher work, and I think that you're doing higher work in your in your in your using of the 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 sword of your pen to speak and, and use your platform to to elevate 
let's keep using these biblical words <laughs> to, 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 to fight for the rights of the least ones, yeah. the ones to are considered the least ones, whether, whether they be gay or, or poor or, 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 or whatever we've, we found, whatever words we found to sully people with, you know? Yeah, to- totally. And like, I mean, being, being honest, I mean, it was oftentimes it doesn't start as like, to kind of, I'm going to, as an exercise here, I'm going to write a song about this issue. It's, it's not like that. I never was like, I wish to write a song that represents this issue. And also because I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't claim to speak for anyone else either. So it's just trying to be honest about things that, that j- just upset you and write to them. But as you said, you know, certain things well, on reflection, you know, like some, you know, when you're in that writing state, part of it's intellectual, a lot of it's just flow. It's like instinctual as well, too. You're just, you know, you're catching a wind and yeah. you're following it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you're, and you're, you're seeing it through. But as you, as you put it, I'm, so when I'm approaching the songwriting, it's not like I wish to change the hearts of, of men. That can't be done, <laughs> right? I, I wouldn't even hope to, I wouldn't hope to think, I wouldn't even hope to dream to save the world. Like, you know, or, or you know, I, I make noises for a living, so I, I have to remain very grounded in that. But, but at the same time, in the same way that we're all citizens, and this is like another, just on the, on the other hand, in the same way that we're all citizens and we all, in, in the decisions that we make and, and, and are partaking of our local community and our wider community and a global community, we all, we all have a hand in, in shaping the culture of the workplace that we're in or the, or the house that we're in, the family that we're in in the way that we speak to each other, in the way that we, that we deal with one another. When you are creating anything or you're telling stories through song or through film or through television or through theatre or through poetry, anything that people, the stories that we have that float around us and we share and we all take part in, you're shaping, you are shaping culture, you know, and regardless of whether it's, it's you have, you're in, in the great cacophony of, of noise and storytelling and, and, and it feels like, it's overwhelming, especially nowadays. You know, I don't know, like as a musician, it feels like you're just screaming into the, into the, into the, into the cacophony. You are still contributing to the, the kind of canon of, of history's culture or, 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 the, or the, the history of culture and the stories that human beings tell themselves about themselves, the, the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. And those, the implied values, the values of those that, that, that are implied in those stories and, and, yeah, so there, there, there is something significant in that. And uh, something you had said earlier about um, a, a moment ago before I started ranting, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> about, yes, you can write this and maybe it will, it will have an effect and maybe people don't know it at first, what's, what's in the work or the depth of the work, but they will find it. in the same way, like you read a Bible verse, you come back 20 years later, you'll find something else in it, you know what yeah. I mean, or a poem or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, something with... with when I first heard your work, when I, you know, I was like, here's, here's somebody who is drawing from a lot of the traditions that I have such reverence for and such respect for. And to me is something that was very distant and very just marvelous and, and something very immaculate about it. So drawing from kind of a gospel tradition and in jazz also. So you have this, this, that cool, steady, you, you have that ability, but then every now and then you just lift the roof off and you've got, you know, it's a cathedral space, but the roof is lifted <laughs> off and then you're in, okay, the, the infinite sky there. Um, so, and then when I, when I first heard you, I was like, this is like, this is music that is, that is urgent feeling, that is contemporary, that feels contemporary, that feels modern, that draws from traditions and has respect from, like for, for traditions, but does so, you know, like the old school way. We've got like, 
you know, th- there's no gimmicks here. There's no mm. tricks here. Mm. This is stunning storytelling, very, very like intimate, personal kind of uh, like observations. Just really fine work done in, in like, you're talking about craftsmen, right? You know, <laughs> um, there's such craft to the work. Mm. And like, to me, that was encouraging. You know what I mean? That's encouraging mm. to, to a kid who's 18, 19. Mm. And he's like, you know what? This, this is, this is real and it works. And this is, you know, this is, this is beautiful. And it, and it, and it has, that tradition still lives and it's still vital and it's still, and it still delivers the songs and still delivers the stories in an urgent way. That's, mm. that's, it's so, it's so necessary and it's, and it's real and it's present and it's here. And he's, I'm in the sugar club and he's singing in front of me, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing. And that's really encouraging. So it's, as you say, you know, you, you put those things into your songs yeah. and they do, and they, and they, yeah. they do make a difference. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, man. You, you, um, thank you for bringing your Irish wit and soul and 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 Irish blues and coupling it with the influences from from America from the soul and and uh, thank you for for bringing those cultures together in your in your music and in your voice um thank you for being here with me today on the hang this has been deep and dope <laughs> yeah. thank you and yeah. thank you for being such a wonderful influence and uh, I'm, as I said I'm a huge huge fan and thank you for, for inviting me on I'm delighted to get to, to sit and, to, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trumpet this this uh, this one you know all over the land yeah yeah I, I made that boy <laughs> <laughs> no. thank, thank you, you man thank very you. cool so there it is that's it for another episode of The Hang Thanks to my guest, Hosier. And as always, my biggest thanks is for you. Really appreciate you taking time. And remember, share us, subscribe to us, and let your crew know about this podcast. This is The Hang, after all. Take care, everyone. I'm Gregory Porter, and this has been a Cup and Nuzzle production. <laughs>